Did the Titans have the best NFL draft of all the NFL teams? You'll see in my NFL Power Rankings after the draft in this episode. So stay around and listen here. In this episode, we will have our weekly news, which we do each of our episodes at the beginning, which will include the biggest news from the past week or so, or since our last episode, which would have been this Friday. We will then move on to our, to my NFL draft late round steals, and I'll cover like all the NFL draft, all the players I think were drafted like late in the late rounds. I think could end up doing really well well in the NFL. Players like Tom Brady, people like that, who could end up succeeding even though they were drafted low. I'll then move on to an NFL QB debate between multiple QBs on who I think is better and who I think will succeed the most this year in the long term, something like that. But I won't tell you who those QBs are now. We'll move on to that in just a little bit. And then finally, I will end up with what was uh, previously announced, is that I'll do my NFL power rankings after the draft and free agency. So the exact order of the teams and how good I think they are by division, but not the playoff order because there will be bad teams from certain divisions just because they're in terrible divisions who will make it. This is the order of teams, I think, by like just ability and pure talent. So we'll do our NFL power rankings, and that will be the end of our episode. Not a long episode today, but please stick around and see what happens. So here we go. So in our first section of the episode, we'll be going through this, the weekly news since this last Friday, which will include some NFL draft news, among other things. The first thing would be that the NFL draft wrapped up on Saturday night, with the teams having gone through all seven rounds and 255 picks. It was a very interesting NFL draft this year, in my opinion, with some teams coming out very well and some teams coming out not that great, but I'll address that kind of in a minute. Um, the Last Dance will once again air tonight with episodes three and four, well, not tonight, but on Sunday night which will be Sunday the 26th, will air episodes 3 and 4. Um, these episodes will mainly address Dennis Rodman and uh, how Dennis Rodman was and what he was doing in that final season. And Dennis Rodman was known as a very big character with what all he does. He was an interesting person, so that will be interesting to examine how, what all he did there. So I think that these episodes will once again go along with how great the first couple episodes were as well. Uh, Jameis Winston was signed by the Saints on Sunday, Sunday afternoon to a one-year deal. This is interesting considering uh, who James Winston is and how the Saints organization is, but we'll, I will explain later on how I think he'll do this season. That will kind of involve my NFL power rankings and involving that. And the final weekly news thing would be that both Jadavian Clowney and Cam Newton, among other names, are still up on the free agency board, not having been signed yet. This leaves, considering that the NFL draft just finished, I would assume these players are going to soon be signed, as I predicted before, that they would probably wait till after the NFL draft. So once teams have filled out their roster so far, they'll kind of judge what they need, and teams will look for players like Camden and Javion Clowney. I could see teams there that don't really have a great quarterback at the moment or don't have a stable quarterback situation, like maybe the Patriots with Jared Stidham could go for Cam Newton, though I don't think he really fits their organization. But a team like them could probably go for a Cam Newton-type player who, because they need a quarterback this time, and he's still up. And then Jadavian Clowney is reportedly talking with both the Browns and the Titans. The Titans, my team, do need a def- need a rusher here, but it's probably more likely that he's going towards the Browns because the Browns seem to have a lot of money to keep doling out. But we'll have to see with these free agents still up, how they're doing, and they are still at this moment, though, 
still alive. So that was that's the weekly news for this week. Not much happening since last Friday, but I'll keep you in touch with every episode. And now we'll move on to our next section, which will be Anfield, which I will talk about Anfield late round steals and like some players I think uh, who were drafted later in the later rounds, more like rounds four through seven, who I think will end up succeeding in the NFL and playing very well for their respective teams. So now we go into that. Here are my NFL draft late round steals. There are three steals that I think I found later in the in, later in the draft that I believe will end up being successful players. And um, here are these three players. The first would be Bryce Hall. He was an All-American cornerback from Virginia two years ago. Last year he got injured earlier in the season. I think that's kind of why he fell, because it was a very bad uh, leg injury, broken leg, and torn ACL, MCL kind of thing. But um, Bryce Hall was a very successful cornerback at Virginia. Virginia's not a big school, so it kind of makes sense that he also didn't get as much like viewing as many of the other prospects did. But he was an All-American at Virginia, meaning that he was one of the best cornerbacks in the nation, when he was at Virginia, he had uh, seven picks. I think no, he had twenty-one pass breakups in twenty eighteen, which led him to being that All American. With so it makes sense. He was a very talented player, but he fell all the way to the fifth round, where the Jets scooped him up because he was still sitting around there, and the Jets did need cornerback help. So it makes sense that he that they took him there. I think he will end up being very successful in the NFL. He has like a Richard Sherman like build. He's pretty tall, lank, lanky kind of player. Good at he has good vertical. A lot of pass breakups, as I told you, 21 pass breakups, some interceptions in college. But he was very successful in college. Usually, you would later round players who were very successful in college are the ones who usually end up doing well, not the ones who are, like, project players and didn't do great in college. So, considering he was a very successful college player, it would make sense that he's going to be successful in the NFL. And he'll have all his chances he can because he'll be on the Jets who aren't all that talented of a team. So, it would make sense that... They would that he would be able to work very well in the Jets. So since I think he's so talented and he did as well as he did in college, I think for the fifth round, it's a great steal. This is a player that could end up being every year like a top cornerback, maybe not like an all-pro, but probably a Pro Bowl cornerback later on in his career. I see that kind of success from him. I think that this is a player that will be repeated, that will stay around in the NFL for a long time, even though he did have an injury history at Virginia. There's a good chance I think he can stick around. He'll keep playing well, so that'll be good. They got a solid player for that, too. I think he, if everything goes right, he could be a Hall of Fame player, but he'll be a very solid NFL talent, and it's a great pick to have in the fifth round. My second uh, draft steal would be Tyler Johnson, who is a wide receiver out of Minnesota. He was the very successful wide receiver at Minnesota, breaking the Minnesota all-time receiver record, record, I'm pretty sure. Last season, Minnesota was very successful in college football. They had a good team. They were top uh, 25 for last season, top 10 for part of the season. So he got he did end up getting some of the viewing that Ty, the uh, Bryce Hall missed out on. So it made, so he had the viewing. He played very well throughout the whole season, kind of overshadowed by uh, Rashad Bateman, who was his other star receiver who was with him, who's a sophomore and will come out next year and probably be a first-round pick. But Tyler Johnson was a very talented receiver, and he set the, I'm pretty sure he set the Minnesota receiving record, as I said a minute ago. Once again, that kind of goes along with the thing of if you played well in college, there's a good chance that even if you're a late-round uh, kind of player, you could still end up succeeding in the NFL. So since Tyler Johnson was so successful in college, it would make sense they might be able to work out in the NFL. The Bucks took him in the fifth round. As I said, the Buccaneers already have a very talented team, as we're seeing this year, though I think they're somewhat overrated, and maybe the Browns of this season, like the Browns were last season, being overrated. 
Um, the Bucks have a lot of talent on offense, so you might not see the field as much right now with Michael Evans and uh, Chris Godwin being receivers and having tons of tight ends on that roster. But if he does, I could see him as like a slot receiver kind of player. He played a lot of slot in Minnesota last year. So Tyler Johnson, if he does get the time, he'll succeed very well, and he will get the time later on if he doesn't get in the first year. But he'll be an impact like slot receiver. He'll get a lot of short yardage plays, which is kind of what he based off of in college. He's like he's pretty tall for a wide receiver at like six four or so, but he it's nothing like gigantic. But he has good speed. He's really just a solid build for a wide receiver, and I see um. Kind of just like a solid NFL slot receiver out of him, though that that's a good thing to get in the fifth round or so. Usually you don't get solid players in the fifth round who play for a long time. And I can see Tyler Johnson end up being a over a thousand yard receiver multiple seasons if he stays on this path because slot receivers are needed in the NFL and he is a good slot receiver. So with being on the Bucks, I think he'll succeed very well. He'll have a good quarterback of in Tom Brady to him, and I think over time he'll just he'll play very well. My third player would and final player would be Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Boise State has a very successful college program and they're in the Mountain West. Repeatedly they do very well in the Mountain West. So Curtis Weaver was a defensive end at Boise State. He's not gigantic or anything like that, and he doesn't have all the measurables that you look for in one of these players. But I think the way he played makes up for that. He put another one of these players, as I've said, that if you play well in college, there's a good chance, like, if you put up the stats in college and play well in college, there's a good chance you can be successful in the NFL. It's not just by physical talent. It's by work ethic and other things like that. And he has that work ethic, and he put up put it up in college. Yet he fell all the way to the fifth round, and another one of these fifth-round prospects. It seems fifth-round prospects always... That's where you get the majority of your steals in the NFL draft. But Curtis Weaver was drafted in the fifth round here. And um, he was drafted by the Dolphins, who the Dolphins really needed to do well in this draft considering they did not have a solid rush last season, even though they put together five wins one way or another somehow that season, though. So Curtis Weaver, I think, would be a good rusher. He's going to play very well. I heard uh, on another podcast the other day an um, interview with him, and he seems very intelligent, which is good to have intelligent players. So if you have a player here who's very intelligent, has a good work ethic because he put up all the stats in college, I think that's going to be very successful in the NFL. I think the Dolphins don't have all that much on the rushing end right now, so he's going to get lots of playing time because he's going to be on a bad team. And that always leads to success because then you're going to put more stats and everything like that if you're on a bad team. And there were many NFL mock draft predictions that had him going like late first round, beginning of the second round kind of picks because – he did have the ability to go up there. He just somehow fell a long ways for no, like, obvious reason. There weren't any, like, off-the-field issues that were really bringing him down. There didn't seem to be any, like, measurables that messed him up or anything. So it's a very interesting pick to have him drop that far, but I think it's a great pick for the Dolphins because then they're going to get a talented player to work out a, to be a defensive lineman, probably defensive in the majority of the season rushing off the edge. But he'll be very good, and it's interesting to see that. So those are my NFL uh, late-round steals taken all in the fifth round by different teams. I think all of them will have successful NFL careers. I think multiple of them could be Hall of Famers and will be very talented players. So it will be great to see how that goes. And um, those are my NFL uh, late-round steals. We'll be moving on to the next section, which will be an NFL QB debate that I will talk about here between a couple of different QBs. section as I said for this section as I said um, give me a second 
for this section, as I said, it will be an info QB debate where I'm going to talk about a couple different QBs versus each other and who I think is the best. So I saw this post the other day on Snapchat from some from one of the sports people. Was um they wanted to see who they who you thought would be the most successful of these quarter of these three quarterbacks the next coming seasons. And the three quarterbacks were Cam Newton versus Andy Dalton versus Jameis Winston. So I'm going to do this a couple ways. I'm just going to go over real quick who I think would be the most... I would... Who I th would pick of these three is kind of what I'm going to talk about here. So as I said, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston are your choices. As we saw, Jameis Winston just signed with the Saints this year as a backup quarterback, obviously, to Drew Brees. But he could be their long-term plan because they don't really have anything else. Taysom Hill isn't an NFL quarterback all that much. Uh, something to note for uh, Jameis Winston is he has more completed passes to Saints players than Taysom Hill does. Which is funny to think about because um, uh, Taysom Hill was a Saints quarterback for the last like three years, and Jameis Winston was has never been a Saints quarterback. So all of Jameis Winston's completed passes to Saints players are uh, interceptions. So Jameis Winston's thrown ten interceptions to Saints players, while Taysom Hill's only completed seven passes to to uh, Saints players. So um, my three choices were Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Jameis Winston, and. Uh, Cam Newton isn't signed right now, and Dalton's sitting behind probably Joe Burrow on the Bengals, and um, Jameis Winston's sitting obviously behind Drew Brees on the Saints. If I were to pick one of these three at the moment, I would think I would have to go with Cam Newton, but it's close between Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Cam Newton is a very talented quarterback. He's about 30 years old right now. He won the MVP five years ago, so it wasn't that long ago when he did that. He's brought his team to the playoffs every year. He's been like healthy for the majority of the season. His team has been a playoff team, so he has that experience. He's played well before. Generally, Cam Newton's more of a running quarterback, but he has a good arm. He was very successful in college, very successful in the NFL. And Cam Newton's played well. Andy Dalton, I'm going to summarize all three of the quarterbacks here, really. Andy Dalton has led to the Bengals to the playoffs multiple times before. And um, he it was repeatedly where he did that, but he has been injured recently, not played all that well. So it's something great for him. And then Jameis Winston has was a top pick, but hasn't been all that successful in the NFL. Led the league in interceptions last year with thirty interceptions. So here it goes. Andy Dalton's the oldest of the three, I'm pretty sure right now. Yeah, Andy Dalton's the oldest of the three. Cam Newton and Andrew Dalton are around the same age, and then Jameis Winston's much younger than the other two. I would pick Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton is the best runner of the three by far. He's a great running quarterback, and you need a mobile quarterback in the new NFL. It really helps have a mobile quarterback. He has a good arm. He plays really well. He has an MVP. He's the most generally, uh, what's the word for it? He was the most, like, he's been the most successful. He's also the most, like, proven of the three. He's led his team. He's done it correctly. He, if I were to put him in, if he doesn't get injured, assume he's not injured, but he has a, he does have an injury pass, so that's a risky part of having Cam Newton. But if you put him onto a fairly talented team, let's say you put him onto the 49ers right now. They're very talented. They have a good team, but Jimmy Garoppolo kind of let him down in the Super Bowl last year. I think if you put Cam Newton onto the 49ers, the 49ers might be Super Bowl champions at the moment. Cam Newton has this ability to change the game by himself, while players like Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, though you could argue Jameis Winston changes the game by throwing so many picks to the other team that they can't win, but um, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston don't change the game the way Cam Newton does. He can be a singular factor on a team, and he can lead a team to winning. The other two are just there. They're not really necessarily making their team win, they're just kind of, if their team wins, they will, they're good enough 
to have a team that wins, but they're not going to be the reason the team wins. They're just going to be solid, but not great. The reason I think it's kind of close between James Winston and Cam Newton for me would be James Winston is much younger than the other two, as I said. So we have a lot of time to do better. I think putting him in the same system as they did here will make him develop better because he'll be in a good QB system, good offense. So I think he could end up being very successful. He has to cut down the interception problem because throwing 30 picks in a season and 33 pick and 33 touchdowns, you can see that Cam, that James Winston has a lot of upside because when you lead the league in passing yards with 5,100, I think it was seven last season, yards is a lot of passing yards generally. And then getting 33 touch, passing touchdowns is a very good number for passing touchdowns. You can see he has the upside because he's put up the good side numbers, but he also doesn't read the pass all that well. He had 30 interceptions, which led the league last year. You don't see 30 interception seasons all that often. You really have to have a bad team to be 30 interceptions. But he didn't. When he was in Tampa Bay, he had Mike Evans and Chris Goblin. So it doesn't. he doesn't have an excuse for making all the mis- those mistakes. He didn't have bad receivers. Jameis Winston. If you can train him and get him trained well and make him... Like, if, he, if you can train him to read the play better and not just throw immediately off of instincts, he will be a good quarterback. He has the upside to it. But at the moment, he just throws too many picks. That's why I'd go with Cam Newton. Cam Newton doesn't throw all that many picks. He doesn't have that risk. He may be injured occasionally, but Cam Newton can be a very, very solid player that can lead your team, and he can win a game for you. James Winston doesn't have that ability yet, though he could develop into it if he keeps training here and gets in the right systems, which I think he has in Saints. Andy Dalton isn't even in this question. Andy Dalton isn't a good enough quarterback for this. Andy Dalton has maybe gotten his team to the class before, but it was not mainly because of him. It was because he had great receivers in A.J. Green, and Tyler Eifert and players like that. And he had great defenses. And his team was always in not overall great division with only the Steelers being all that great in that division and the Ravens occasionally being good. And the Browns always being awful, so you had an automatic two wins playing against Browns. I don't think Andy Dalton is a NFL starting quarterback. I can find 30 more NFL quarterbacks that are better than him in the league right now after the draft. I don't think you need to have... Andy Dalton on a team ever. I would never pick Andy Dalton to do this. Though I think I could see the Patriots maybe trading for Andy Dalton after they didn't trade for a playoff, a d- trade for a player or sign it or draft a player, I mean, in the NFL draft and are stuck with just Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. So I could see them going for Andy Dalton. But he's not He's not mobile. He's not like the most accurate QB ever. He's just, he doesn't have that wow factor. And I think Jameis Winston and Cam Newton both have parts that are good to them. So I would order... It, in this order, I would have Cam Newton above all, assuming he's uninjured, though he does have that injury risk. I think Cam Newton can change the game. He can play really well. Cam Newton will is the most talented of these three, having won the Heisman and, though James Winston did win the Heisman, having won the Heisman and having won an NFL MVP. James Winston has the most upside at the moment because he, if he gets in a good program, he could become a very good NFL quarterback because he did have the the good side of the stats last year, but also the awful side. And I don't think Andy Dalton's even in the play. So my order would be one Cam Newton, two Jameis Winston, and three Andy Dalton. And I would pick at the moment Cam Newton for my team. And that was our NFL QB debate. We'll keep doing debates like this every couple episodes or so. So you'll see. I think I'll have a person on the podcast next week to debate with me about another uh, another topic that we have in either the NFL, the MLB, or the NBA. So I'll move on to my final section which will be NFL Power Rankings, where I'll list my order of teams based on their draft and their uh, free agency signings. So here we go into that. (music) 
So here is my NFL power rankings for this coming season, just based on what's happened right now. We'll see how the summer develops. I'll, I'll have one more power rankings probably in the middle of the summer where I'll talk about how teams are, or I'll base it kind of off of what happens. But for right now, this is based on just the draft and the um, free agency and what I think the teams are like in order ranked now. So first, I'll start, I'll start off with the NFC teams in my order of the 16 teams. The number one team would be the Saints because the Saints last year ended up being the three seed, I think, in their division. This is not the like the playoff order. This would just be like the overall ability of each team, by the way. I'm not giving like the order I, may, I think they'll make because obviously you have your four division winners and you could have an awful division and still have someone make it with an 8-8 eight and eight record into the playoff. This is just order of like talent and like ability, not the order of like who I think actually will make it. The number one team in talent and overall would be the Saints. They brought back Drew Brees. They signed Emmanuel Sanders to give you that second wide receiver to go along with Michael Thomas, like a legit second wide receiver to go along with Michael Thomas, which they haven't had recently. They brought in Malcolm Jenkins to sturdy up the defense, but the defense was already very solid. You have a great offense. You have a great defense. You drafted okay here. We'll just have to see how that goes. They drafted Cesar Ruiz in the first round, among other players. And that was their so that's a new center, George Braille, just building up their offensive line even more. And they just overall have a very solid team. It's not like they did anything specifically amazing in free agency or the draft. They just added enough to make themselves jump, and I think other teams didn't do enough to make themselves drop. So that'd be the number one team right now. Number two, I have the Cowboys. This is a serious jump considering they were 8-8 eight and eight last year. So that doesn't really specifically make them seem all that great. But this offseason has been really good for the Cowboys. I mean, other than the Dak Prescott problem and them paying literally everyone else but him, even though I think he will resign here soon, if you have Dak Prescott stuck around, you'll you'll have Dak Prescott on offense. Let me just read off their offensive offense basically right now. You have Dak Prescott at quarterback. You have Ezekiel Elliott, a top running back in the league at running back right now. You have Amari Cooper, who's a great wide receiver. You have Michael Gallup, who's an up-and-coming wide receiver, who's really good. I think he kind of compares to a Chris Godwin at the moment. And then I think, um, and then they drafted CeeDee Lamb, which gives him another very talented receiver out of the slot. And then you have Blake Jarwin, who's an up-and-coming tight end, and then a great offensive line. So I think you built up a very great offense. As you saw, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with just having an absolutely amazing offense. So... I think because the Cowboys have such a great offense. They did do enough on their defense to make them a little better. They drafted Trayvon Diggs, an Alabama quarterback, late in the second round. And that was a fall for him. But they have other defensive players as well that they added to the team. They need a defensive line, They need, but they got Alden Smith in the offseason here. And hopefully Alden Smith and Randy Gregory both come back, assuming they're cleared to play, and that will make their defensive line much better. So generally, I think they have a very talented team on offense. Their defense is just good enough. And in, right now, I think an NF NFC that's actually not all that great at the moment, in my opinion, I think that they can get along with just having a great offense, and that's why I think they're the second-best team. The third-best team would be the Seahawks. I think they jumped the 49ers for that spot in the NFC West. I think the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's the main reason that is. I think Russell Wilson's much more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo, and we saw that this season. So I think you have Russell Wilson, you have Chris Carson, and those good running backs around there. It's not like they did anything specific. They just made themselves better. And then um, you have good wide receivers and Tyler Lockett, David Moore, um, DK Metcalf, and a couple other guys who are all solid. And they brought in Greg Olson tight end. That would be good to have another solid tight end to go with that. So they have a solid offense. Their defense got much better throughout the season, ranking 14th in efficiency rating. So they have a solid team, like the Seahawks coming in at third. The fourth would be my sleeper team in the NFC, which is the Falcons. I think the Falcons will have like a very solid season this year. 
I think the Falcons built up a great offense. As I've said, they have 11 first-round players starting on offense this year with uh, with the additions of Laquan Treadwell and Todd Gurley and a couple offensive linemen players. Their defense is very solid. They drafted A.J. Terrell, who was a reach in the first round, but he's still going to be a solid cornerback in the NFL. So they built up their defense even more to make themselves good. They have a star linebacker in Deion Jones, who's been injured recently, but if their defense stays healthy, they'll be very talented. I think that's what justifies this spot. If their defense isn't healthy, they'll drop, but if their defense is healthy, they're a Super Bowl contender. Number five in the NFC would be the 49ers, the reigning NFC champions last year. I I think the 49ers only really lost this season, though they did add a couple of new players. I think they can't go up from this point. They added Trent Williams, who's a great offensive lineman, but they already had a good offensive line. They added uh, during they added Brandon Ayuk, who's a good receiver from Arizona State. That'll be good. They added Javon Kinlaw to make their defense a lot better. So the 49ers only got better at this point, but I think there's no way that they really can make themselves. Like, I don't think there's any way they keep up with what they did last year, no matter even though they added all these players. So even though they had tons of talent across the team, they kept the majority of their talent other than DeForest Buckner among a couple of players. I think they can only drop. Though I wouldn't doubt, though, that they're going to make the playoffs next year and have a chance at making a deep run. The next team would be the Cardinals. I think this is a serious jump for them because they were one of the last teams in the NFC last year. I think the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, who is at this moment, among other things, not considering our players, I'll adjust and I'll tell you later on in the NFL preview, assuming there's an NFL season, who my MVP pick is. But at the moment, I could see Kyler Murray being an NFL MVP this season. Because over the last two seasons, you've seen both the last two seasons that, in almost the last three seasons, basically, second-year quarterbacks win the, have always this great jump as second-year quarterbacks, and that's why you might see an ammo. In 2018, we saw Patrick Mahomes jump from into his second year and have the MVP. We saw Lamar Jackson this last season in his second year win the MVP. It's driven in 2017 that Carson Wentz in his second year won the MVP, but he got injured and lost that spot, but he was on pace to win the MVP. I see Kyler Murray maybe winning MVP this season with a great team. They did need to be build up offensive line, but they got better there. They have great talent at wide receiver around Kyler Murray because you have uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. You have a solid running back in Kenyon Drake. And then they added Isaiah Simmons, who basically plays four positions on defense. So the Cardinals only got better this offseason. That's why they jumped so far up to the sixth spot. Um, and then finally at seven, we have the Bucks, who did add a ton this season. They've been the big team, but I don't see them performing at as high of a level as everyone thinks. Tom Brady's getting up there to where I'm not sure if he's as accurate as everyone believes he is. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. So that's why I think they're lower. It's mainly based on Tom Brady's why I think they have this place. They did add a lot of talent with um, the addition of Rob Gronkowski as well. And they have a bunch of great wide receivers they and running backs and players on this team. So it's it's not a shocker that they have a very talented team here and that the Buccaneers will be up there with just their offense mainly. Their defense got slightly uh, more solid. I think they had Antoine Winfield in the um in the draft as well, which is a very solid safety. But generally, I think the Bucks are slightly overrated. They will still make the playoffs probably with a wild card, as I said in the last episode, but seventh is about where I see them. That would be like the top seven teams, which could be like your seven uh your seven um player teams in the in the um the playoffs next season. From here, I'm gonna kind of skim through much quicker to get through the NFC. You have at number eight the Packers. I think they dropped severely from number two. They just didn't add enough talent in the draft. They didn't do anything to help Aaron Rodgers. They only got his backup in Jordan Love. 
and they didn't really help him getting any receivers that will be able to work around him because they really needed receivers to go along with Devontae Adams, but they didn't do that. So that's why I think they dropped. The Eagles at number nine, I don't think the Eagles did anything all that helpful to themselves. They, I mean, they did okay this offseason, but they still need help at wide receiver. They got some help with um, Marquise Godwin, uh, Goodwin in that trade, and then um, the addition of Jalen Rieger, who was a reach, I think, in my opinion, in the first round. So I don't think the Eagles had enough talent to make up for what they lost and what's in how they did last season at wide receiver. Number 10, we have the Vikings. They drastically dropped because of the loss of Stephon Diggs. They had a good draft with, J- with uh, Jalen, um, not uh, with uh, Jeff Gladney and uh, Justin Jefferson, who I think will both be successful players. But I think this isn't the Vikings here. I just think that the NFC uh, North with the Packers and the Vikings is going to be pretty weak this season. I just don't see them doing all that well. Number 11, we have the Bears, who once again didn't add that much talent, drafted another tight end in the second round, make themselves have 10 tight ends. And I just don't see any way that the Bears possibly make a run at the playoffs this season. They're not all that talented, and they're in that weak division in the NFC North as well. So there's, there the Bears just don't have it right now. Number twelve is the Giants. Uh, the Giants did make a jump from the last team in the NFC, basically. Up here we see because they drafted Andrew Thomas, who was, in my opinion, not the best offensive lineman coming in there, but he wasn't a solid offensive lineman. So you can, it was good to add in the offensive line. They drafted a couple of defensive players at linebacker, especially in the late rounds, to help their team out. And they generally only did things to help their overall team just build up. So that's why I see the Giants jumping a little bit, but not being like the Cardinals and jumping all the way up towards the top. From there on out, I see the Panthers at 13 not doing anything all that helpful other than si- signing Christian McCaffrey again. I think this is kind of the in-between year from the pan- for the Panthers, and then next year might be their year after this season. I think after that, we have at 14, the Redskins, who uh, did did add a little bit of talent with Chase Young, and they have some good players on that team, but I just don't think the Redskins jump all that much from last year. Uh, I have 15 is the Rams, considering they were in a Super Bowl just two seasons ago. It's surprising that they've dropped this far, but they've seen to dismantle the team's trading Brandon Cooks, and I just don't think Jared Goff is all, is all that great. So I don't see the Rams doing all that great. And then at 16 is the Lions. The Lions did nothing to help their team all that much. Jeff Okuda is a good player. But they they just don't have a solid enough team for this. They're going to see what they can do. They're going to tank probably for Trevor Lawrence, and then next season will be their season if they draft Trevor Lawrence or if they draft Justin Fields, who are two. Though I'd have to argue, even though so everyone's saying Trevor Lawrence is the best could be, I kind of see Justin Fields maybe slightly better, but that's a debate for another day. Moving on to the AFC. I'm going to try and go through this one quicker because this is lasting too long. Moving on to the AFC, I'm going to talk about what I see here. Um... I think that generally with this, you see on in the AFC um, that at number one, I think the Chiefs are obviously number one because the Chiefs didn't lose anything. They returned 20 of 22 starters, using, losing only Emmanuel Ogba, who was a defensive end, and Kendall Fuller, who was a cornerback. Otherwise, the Chiefs returned majority of their talent. They only got better in the draft. It, it's and with adding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round, who's a great running back fit for them because he can catch passes out of the backfield and work with Damian Williams. The Chiefs only got better, and it makes sense that they stay at number one in these rankings. Number two is the Ravens, and once again, probably about where they would stay. They were probably number two best AFC team last year. Um, the Ravens kept a lot of their talent. They built, They kept everyone on offense, basically, and only helped their offense in the um, draft here, adding J.K. Dobbins and a couple other players, and they also, in the NFL draft, added Patrick Queen in the late rounds, who's a very solid linebacker, so you have an offense of Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, 
you have Mark Andrews and uh, Tim. I think it's either Tim. It's Tim Boyle at tight end. Two great tight ends at wide receiver. You have Mark uh, Marquise Brown, very solid wide receiver, and you just have a lot of talent on this offense here to work with. So it makes sense. Their defense was never great. Was really great last season. They re-signed Matthew Judon. As I said, added added Patrick Queen. It was just a good draft for the Ravens and a good free agency adding Calais Campbell. So I think the Ravens just stay around at two here, but don't pass the Chiefs. And number three, I see the Steelers taking a massive jump from last season seven and nine season. I think that Big Ben has a solid season, which I think will be his last season, but I think he'll have a solid season here. I think they have great defense with me with Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, that which they traded for last season. Devin Bush is, is an up and coming linebacker, so they have a solid defense. It ranked towards the top at, towards the end of the season last year. Juju uh, Smith-Schuster is gonna be probably one of the best receivers in the whole NFL. He's gonna get a lot of te- uh, a lot of um throws his direction, considering where he is. They also added. They also have um a couple other good solid receivers like James Washington and Deontay. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he was a Toledo receiver. Deontay Johnson, uh, who's a Toledo receiver, two solid fast receivers. So I think the Steelers are still very talented. The Steelers only help themselves get better here, and I think the Steelers will have a very good team next year. They did kind of need to add a running back, but I could see them maybe getting Laren for an F they trade for him here, but they also have James Conner, who's a solid running back in his zone, and we'll just have to see how that goes. And number four, I have the Broncos making a massive jump from last season, 7-9 and nine season. I think the Broncos have a ton of talent with Drew Locke at quarterback. Drew Locke played very well at the end of the season last year, so he'll be good. They added Melvin Gordon to be with Philip Lindsay, who two great running backs who went over 1,000 yards in the recent seasons. So it makes sense that you have two great running backs on that offense with them. They also added Jerry Judy, who was, the steal, who was a steal at 15. Surprisingly, he dropped that far, so that's a great receiver to go with Cortland Sutton. They just have a very, very talented offense there on the Broncos. And it's going to be fun to watch the Broncos' offense play this season. Their defense is pretty solid now. They have Justin Simmons on uh, at the back of their defense at safety. And just a lot of talent on their team. So I can see the Broncos jumping up to about here at number four in the AFC. Number five would be the Browns. The Browns were supposed to be the great team last year, kind of like the Buccaneers this year. And um, the Browns just did not live up to those expectations that they had last season. The Browns had Baker Mayfield, who had a very bad season with, like, 21 interceptions. That's a very underrated 21 interceptions, considering everyone looks at Jameis Winston's number of interceptions, in which he did have a terrible season. But I think Baker Mayfield really should be examined for how bad of a season he had interception-wise last year. But I think Baker Mayfield will play better this season. I think they have great receivers with OBJ and... um, and Jarvis Landry. I think they drafted a couple more receivers to just help them solidify that receiving group. They have David Njoku and Austin Hooper at tight end. Two great tight ends to work with there. Both very talented. You have good running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Another kind of like offensive-based team, like I talked about the Cowboys a little while ago, to where offense wins in the NFL now since, as we saw, since the Chiefs were able to basically win an NFL championship without having that amazing of a defense, just having an average defense. And then the Broncos, the uh, the Browns' defense is still solid to go along with that. That's why I think they're up here. The Browns have like a solid defense with uh, Miles Garrett, assuming he comes back this season after that suspension from last year. And they have a bunch of other talented players on their defense this season. They lost Joe Schobert, but I think they'll make up for that. And I think they'll play well this year. Also, they had Jedrick Wills in the draft this season to help their offensive line, which was not all that great last season, allowing, like, every one of 
it was either one of four or one of nine, uh, though that's a drastic difference. Every one of four or one of nine uh, dropbacks, Baker Mayfield was sacked. At number six, I have the Titans, my Titans here. I think the Titans had a solid team last year. They returned basically everyone except for just a couple of players like Logan Ryan. But they made up for Logan's, Logan Ryan's uh, departure with adding Christian Fulton in the second round, who's a great LSU cornerback, in my opinion. I'm in the, as a first-round grade. I think the generally returned your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, though I'm not high on Ryan Tannehill. I think you had to sign him just because he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, at least at least a top-20 NFL quarterback. That's why you have to sign him. And then they had Derrick Henry, who they franchise tagged. He Derrick Henry was great last year. Derrick Henry carried their team. I'm worried that Derrick Henry could get injured this year. That would be the downfall of this team. That would make me so sad. But I can see them being good. They have good receivers in A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and players like that. They drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round from Georgia, though he may have been a little out of his place there being that early in the draft. I think they have a good, good enough team to retain where they are. And just stay good at that spot, basically. I think there's a chance, though, that they might sign Javon Clowney, and I'd have them jump if they signed Javon Clowney, because then they build up that Davins line the way they needed to. At number seven, this will be the final one that I really fully go over, is the Chargers, in my opinion. I think the Chargers two years ago were very talented, and Phillip Rivers just was bringing that team down this last season, throwing, once again, another quarterback who threw a ton of interceptions, 21, I think. And um, it just... I think that now that they have Tyrod Taylor, actually, I think it's better than most people are talking about him for. He was a playoff quarterback just two seasons ago for, like, the Bills in the playoffs, and he played very well when he was in the playoffs that season. And I think Tyrod Taylor just, he will play very well. I think Justin Herbert will come in sometime in the season. Justin Herbert might play very well. So I see they have a good and okay quarterback situation, at least. They have a lot of talent on that offense there with Austin Eckler at running back. And then you also have receiver Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all those players who played very well. I think they added another slot receiver that I could see playing very well this season. I'm trying to remember who they added at slot receiver right now. His name isn't coming to mind, but they had a very, very talented team already. So it, it doesn't shock me that I think I think the Chargers will be up there towards the top this season. They have a good defense, a solid defense at least. Derwin James can play a lot of different positions, kind of like Isaiah Simmons who was drafted this season. So it, with a great offense that the Chargers have and a solid defense, they will be a, probably one of the better teams and probably a playoff team this season with a wild card in the AFC. I'll go quicker over these last couple. Number eight in the AFC would be the Colts. The Colts brought in Phillip Rivers. I think he'll play solid but not great this season. They have solid defense. The Colts did draft Michael Pittman Jr., who, and I'd like to keep this on recording right here, who I think, might, as I said, Michael Pitt, Pittman Jr., wide receiver from USC, I think he'll be a... Um, I think he's the next Michael Thomas. I think he he's going to be like a second-round pick or so, as he was here. And I think he's going to succeed very well. He has good – he's very tall. He has the ability. Now, I just see Michael Pittman Jr. being the next Michael Thomas in the NFL. Great receiver here. So, they do have a talented receiver group with T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr. here, among others. Good – they just a good offense. Marlon Max is a solid running back. And then they have a solid defense, as I said. That's, so, that's why I have him eight, middle of the pack in the AFC. Number nine, I have the Raiders. I think the Raiders will jump a little bit here. Kind of stay around where they were last season. But um, I think really that Derek Carr is not sufficient. They're going to need to add a little more to that offense and get a quarterback sometime to help their offense. But once they get a quarterback, I think they'll be great. I think in Las Vegas in their first season, they'll be solid. They might, they could be a playoff team. I, I wouldn't be shocked if I saw the Raiders getting into the playoffs, like switching spots with the Chargers maybe here in my rankings. But they added, the, added Marcus Mariota to back up 
Derek Carr. I can see a lot of, like, running QB sets that they're going to do around the goal line with Marcus Mariota, as the Titans kind of did at points this season. They also help their team. The Raiders just generally help their team out in the draft. Sorry. Excuse me. Adding solid players in the draft with Henry Ruggs, who's going to be a speed bringer. So we're trying to keep up with the Chiefs and make themselves just a faster team. And then they kind of reached to get Damon Arnett with the um, 19th pick in the draft. But he'll be a solid cornerback. You need a fast cornerback like him to keep up with Tyreek Hill in their division. So it makes sense. I think the Raiders got are pretty a pretty solid team on defense and offense, but maybe a back-of-the-pack, uh, like a wild-card team, maybe towards the bottom, or barely outside of the playoffs. At number 10, I have the Texans, who are mismanaged and just awfully taken care of by Bill O'Brien. Deshaun Watson will be the single-handed reason that they might even be in a playoff like spot. If they're in a playoff spot, it will be Deshaun Watson who got them to that point, so I wouldn't be shocked if they get there. They have a solid team with Brandon Cooks and all, but I think they, they can't go up any further after losing DeAndre Hopkins, so they're stuck at 10. 11 is the Bills. That's a terrible division with the Bills, the Patriots, Miami, and the Jets. So, I don't. I think I see the Bills winning that division, but just barely. It's going to be a race to the bottom, kind of like the Cowboys-Eagles division was this year. So, the Bills aren't that great. I didn't see them adding anything all that great this offseason. So, I, I just have the Bills at number 11 here. Josh Allen also isn't all that accurate. Number 12 is the Patriots. This is surprising, but it makes me very happy to see the ba- the Patriots drop so far, considering I'm not a Patriots fan. I think they're cheaters. But um, it's I just don't think – I think having Jared Stam at quarterback, even if it's Bill Belichick-led, they have no chance of just keeping around there at that spot. So I would – there's just no way they stay as good as they've been the last couple of seasons because of the drop-off at QB. So I don't see the Patriots doing any well, and they'll be at 12. 13 is Miami. They add Tua. They're a solid team now. They have a lot of talent on that team, but they shouldn't start Tua early. And I think that's the reason they don't play that well this season, because Tua won't start early, and they'll be playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's why I have them at 13. 14 is the Bengals. They added Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and a couple other players. So they have a good offense now. They have a solid offense with Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and then A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, all those players, and John Ross. So they'll have a solid offense, but they just don't have enough on defense to make themselves any higher. So they're 14. 15 is the Jets. The Jets just suck. There's not much else to it. Don't have to talk about that all that much more. And then the Jaguars will be the worst team at number 16 in the AFC. The worst team in the NFL, most likely, in my opinion, because they did not add anything good. Gardner Minshew isn't an NFL quarterback, and they just they don't. Unless they sign Cam Newton, I don't see any way the Jaguars get out of that spot. So that was my power rankings right there. I think I have the Saints atop the NFC, the Chiefs atop the AFC, and that's just kind of where I have them sitting at the moment with the with the team sitting that way. But I will up the, update these later on, and I'll give more predictions later on. So those are the power rankings, and yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll have another episode coming out on this Friday morning or afternoon. We'll have to kind of see there. We will talk more about the NFL probably in that episode, but uh, thank you for listening to this. I hope you agree with my NFL power rankings, but I don't really care, honestly, if you do. I'd love for you to comment on what you think about them if you want, and uh, thank you for listening. So, bye.